Welcome and thank you very much for accepting our invitation for this Bible study and reflection on August 17th, 2022. Let us begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God and Father of all, we thank you for your word. And we pray that your word will speak to us in a meaningful way and that we will interpret your word correctly. Through the lens of Jesus and with eternal perspective, help us to see past the weeds in our lives. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you know how many parables Jesus told, or at least how many were recorded in the Bible? Uh, the answer is actually debatable, and it depends on the definition of a parable. At a minimum, there's somewhere around 40 recorded parables. Think of all the unrecorded parables that Jesus told during his teaching. They were an integral part of his teachings. Jesus came to, to fulfill Scripture, and he knew Scripture very well. Listen to what the prophet said in Psalm 78, verse 2. I will open my mouth with a parable. I will utter hidden things, things from of old. Now today we're going to look at a parable of the wheat and the weeds. And some translations use the word tares, T-A-R-E-S, instead of weeds. The Greek word for weeds is zizanion or darnel, D-A-R-N-E-L. And darnel, or darnel, is a weed. It's poisonous, by the way. And it's nearly indistinguishable from wheat until the ear of the wheat kernels appear. It's in and through God's Word, as it is received in our heart and activated by the Holy Spirit, that we know we are children of God and also heirs of eternal life. Because we have so many weeds in our lives, we sometimes have trouble seeing beyond them. And as a result, it keeps us from focusing on the fact that we are heirs of eternal life. Today's reading comes from the book of Matthew, and is part of a series of kingdom parables, if you will, that Jesus told while he was around and sometimes on the Sea of Galilee. Many of these parables begin with a statement from Jesus where he says, quote, The kingdom of heaven is like, end quote. Now, some things to consider as we hear and unpack this parable are patience, tolerance, and eternal perspective. Now, our reading today is from the book of Matthew, chapter 13, verses 24 through 30 and 36 through 43. This is called the parable of the weeds. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. The servants asked him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? No, he answered, because while you're pulling up the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. 
Let both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned. Then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. And right in between this parable of the weeds is a parable of mustard seed and a parable of the yeast. We'll not read that today, but it's interesting that Matthew has that sandwiched in between the parable of the weeds. Now, beginning at verse 36, is the parable of the weeds explained. Then Jesus left the crowd and went into the house. His disciples came to him and said, Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. He answered, The one who sowed the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world, and the good seed stands for the people of the kingdom. The weeds are the people of the evil one. And the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are angels. As the weeds are pulled up and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will weed out, his, weed out of his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. They will throw them into the blazing furnace, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the religious, then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Now, in preparation for the study today, I came across a handful of websites that had commentary on this parable. I think pointing these out and unpacking them just a little bit will help us in our understanding of this parable. Jesus told. One of the websites I visited was an organization called Open the Bible. What a great name and what a great thing to do as well. We read and hear God's word and as we do the Holy Spirit activates that word in us and helps us all to grow into our church's vision of learning, loving, living God's word. And I'll point out one more thing. There were several websites that pointed out there are seven different elements in this parable. And I want to take a look at those elements here and talk a little bit about them. Number one, the owner. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. The one who sows the good seed is the son of man. He's the owner, and Jesus referred to himself as the son of man. The one who sows the good seed owns the field. It is his field. Then we are told that the field is the world. So, the sower of good seed is the owner of the whole world. Most of the parables Jesus told were about him and about the kingdom. Notice that Jesus says the one who sows is good seed, the owner of the world, the son of man. Jesus used this name, son of man, 84 times in the Gospels, and he always used it to refer to himself. So, what's Jesus saying here? The whole world is mine. Element number two, the enemy. The owner, Christ, has an enemy. And you can understand, you cannot understand the world as it is without taking into account the enemy and his work. Christ tells us that his enemy is the devil. If you don't believe in the devil, well, remember that Jesus did. The power of the enemy is great, but the power of Jesus is infinitely greater. 
The work of the devil is insidious and sometimes well disguised as evidenced by the weed that was planted along with the wheat that looked almost exactly like wheat until the wheat began to bear fruit. The next element, element number three, the seed. The seed is the sons of the kingdom. The weeds are the sons of evil one. If the parable of the sower, in the parable of the sower, the seed was the word of God that is sown in the ground, but here the picture changes. In this second parable, the seed is people who are growing where they are planted in the world. Notice the destructiveness of the enemy's work. He sows destructive seed in Christ's field. He has no positive objective in mind. Really, the only motivating force of all his work is to simply destroy the harvest. Do you ever scratch your head and say, why have we so many terrible things happen in history of the church of Jesus Christ? Here's at least part of that answer. The field. The field is the world. The next element, the question. Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have weeds? Is God, if God is so good, if Christ is so mighty, then why is there so much evil in the world? It's a profound question and it arises in every generation. Where does, does this evil come from? If Jesus triumphed over evil on the cross, then why is it flourishing today? Well, people in Jesus' day assumed that when the kingdom came, the Messiah would, in effect, blow the whistle and it would be game over for evil. But Jesus came without judgment. John 12, 47 to 50. If anyone hears my words but does not keep them, I do not judge that person. For I did not come to judge the world but to save the world. There is a judge for the one who rejects me and does not accept my words. The very words I have spoken will condemn them at the last day. For I did not speak on my own, but the Father who sent me commanded me to say all that I have spoken. I know that his command leads to eternal life. So, whatever I say is just what the Father has told me to say. Look at it this way. Grace comes with Jesus now. Judgment comes with Jesus later. What's going to happen between now and then? Well, we practice kingdom living and set our sights on eternal life. The next element, element number six, growth. Let both grow together until the harvest. Evil will grow alongside the good until the return of Christ. That's the teaching of Jesus. And we need this wisdom if we are to sustain a lifetime of ministry because we need to understand the nature of the world in which we're living. And finally, the harvest. At harvest time, I will tell the reapers, gather the weeds first and bind them into bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. We're living this day. It's a day of God's grace. The day of judgment has not yet come, and until that day, this is what the kingdom will look like. Good wheat in a field laced with weeds. In closing, I think it'd be good for us all to hear and listen to what Peter has to say about patience in his second letter to the early Christians. This is from 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 through 13. 
But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire and the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father and most merciful God, we thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, who came not to judge, but to bring everlasting life. Please grant us the patience to endure the weeds in our lives and set our sights on the eternal glory of the new heavens and the new earth that will come when Jesus returns. It is in his name we pray. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Go in peace, serve the Lord.